Hi, I'm Owen Richards, founder and CEO of Air Marketing and host of On Air with Owen. On Air is an interview series where I am lucky enough to interview some of the world's best sales leaders, as well as individual contributors, sales managers and entrepreneurs who contribute to our wider topic, which is revenue growth. Each guest picks a subject that they're an expert in and we drill down into that subject, hopefully giving you practical ideas and concepts and things that you can implement in your role or your business straight away. We discuss things like partnership channels, sales tactics, sales strategy, demand gen, marketing and business growth. And I hope that you enjoy listening to all of the ideas and expertise that comes from my discussions with our guests. So thanks for joining us. Sit back, relax and enjoy the listening. Welcome to another episode of On Air, and today I'm joined by Sunil Kumar, who is the CEO and co-founder of a business that, if you haven't heard of them, you've been under a rock somewhere. Um, the business is Trainio. They've been doing a lot of work on their social brand and their presence and building their business over the last six months since they started training, um, making a lot of great noise as well. I'm delighted to have Sunil join us today on the show. Sunil, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. I appreciate you having me. As we just spoke about, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I've watched this podcast a, a couple of times before. So, yeah, nerves hit, but I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, you're the star of the show today. Enjoy it. It's great to have you on. Um, look, we're going to dive into a topic which I think is a really exciting one, which is around your startup journey. And look, what we don't want to do is dive into, well, you know, this is what we do. This is what we did day to day. But what we want to do is just try and glean some of those learnings that you've got in your first six months of launching a business, going fast, growing at revenue, winning clients, making mistakes, no doubt, and learning and see if we can get other people who are thinking of founding a business have founded a business to learn from that journey so far. Um, before we go into topic, though, we'd like to get there quickly, but let's just give you two minutes, as always. Who's Sunil and who are Trainio for the people that don't already know you? Yeah, so I recently co-founded Trainio. Um, I have ADHD and dyslexia. Um, school just really wasn't for me. I was not academic at all. So figuring out a career path was um, a lot of happenstance and a lot of luck and, and, and meeting good people. Um, one of those people was my co-founder, Omar. Um, both of us were in recruitment at the time without degrees, um, wanting to break into SaaS sales, wanting to break into tech sales, but not sure in how, uh, not sure of how. And in the process, we encountered quite a few hiring biases. Um, and over the past couple of years, varying degrees of success, we created Trainio to help people like us from similar backgrounds to break into the sector. So um, interesting stat, 85% of the people we help uh, are next to minimum wage and 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 we allow them to receive really high quality training from industry professionals, from the top form in SDR to sales loft to the global head of sales at Cognizant. Um, and over eight weeks, about 70% of the people we take on graduate and, and they are super qualified, super vetted SDRs and they go and become um, SaaS salespeople. Love it, love it. Well, thanks for that. And it's exciting times for the business. So for a bit of context, you're about six months into the business being real. I'm guessing there was a period of time before it was real that you spent thinking and planning and coming up with ideas. What did that look like? What did that that period look like? And 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 you know how did how did it all come about? Well, it's funny because um, I knew I wanted to build an SDR bootcamp 
since I got into the space, I spotted that there was a bunch of SDR boot camps in uh, 2019. It started popping up around 2017, but I became an SDR in 2019. And um, during the pandemic, I featured on um, a a company called SV Academy. They're actually the largest SDR boot camp based in San Fran. I featured on their podcast um, on how to land an SDR job using cold calling, using video prospecting, uh, mostly cold techniques. And uh, I, I then got a lot of interest from their candidates saying, hey, pay for this course, um, but I haven't received maybe the best training. And I watched your podcast and it was very insightful. Could I meet with you and get some more tips? So started to help those people and they actually, everyone I met with landed a role, 16 people in total. So then I started to think, well, there really is a business here. Um, and I'm really passionate about it. I've ended up doing it for free, just out of passion. Um, I should absolutely have a run at this. And I was with uh, a consultancy called Rev Salarate at the time, um, and I was building SDR teams as a contractor. I got together with Phil, um, who, who was the CEO of that business, and I said, hey, this is my idea. This is what I'd like to do. And for a number of reasons, including winning a large contract of outreach, that got put on pause and we didn't do it. And I got approached by, and this is a, a, a big lesson for myself, I got approached by um, a, uh, a business called Salescalator, which no longer exists, and um, the CEO of that business. And he said, hey, I'm an SDR boot camp. We've been operating for 12 months now in staff. We've run two cohorts, placed over 80 people, um, and we've netted some, some revenue. We're not profitable yet, but we're now looking to scale what we have. Would you like to join me as my co-founder and COO? It's like, wow, that's a ridiculous coincidence, right? Um, off an email. So... I met with the person and um, I, I took an equity stake in the business for no money, just just equity, just to share my um, share, share my ability and, 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 and grow the role. Um, after about three months of doing that, we had another co-founder of the business who's a very experienced sales development director from Clear Auto Analytics named Sam Griffard. He's an advisor to train you to this day, a good friend of mine. Um, and we also had people like John at Cognizant, um, John Isla advising us, and, and also um, my first sales director, Alistair Henderson, who was um, an amazing inspiration in, in my SaaS journey. And, and they sort of looked around and said, well, you're in business with a, a founder who said he's run two previous cohorts, said he's got this much in the bank, but re- realistically, we've only seen a website. Um, and and it, w- it was a very... Uh, it, it wasn't a healthy environment to be in. And the founder was a bit um, aggressive towards his, his co-founders and, and, and the other people around him. Um, so I took the opportunity based off advice to say, okay, I'm going to create my own thing. Um, I'm going to find another co-founder, but I'm going to bring all the people who were involved in this business with me because we found something we're very passionate about. We've agreed there's a problem yeah. um, and we know we can do something to solve it. So um, I, I took the advice of those around me, which I'm very grateful for, and founded Trainio in September. Um, and six months later, we've changed approaching 50 lives by this point. So we've taken 50 people who didn't really have a lot and, and placed them in very well-paid SaaS roles. Amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm keen to understand your 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 what's going on in your head. So I know it won't have been exactly like this, but you, you you're, you're on a Friday, you're employed. You paid a you know salary every month into your into your into your bank account. You're delivering a job, and then on the Monday, no longer are you employed. You're self-employed. You're working for yourself. I know that feeling. It's a scary feeling when you do that for the first time. And of course, you don't start with clients and with this. You start with a plan. 
and now you've got to go and execute it and you're flying solo and i know you've got your co-founder but both of you are flying so you, you haven't got a, a real tangible business you've got this idea and these plans and these things how do you feel on that day what do you remember about that first early stage first few days first few weeks what what what, what was it like um anxiety right? <laughs> it, it was really scary uh at first it wasn't it was just myself at first because mm. omar i think talk about four months of me constantly pitching and and at one point getting on my hands and knees and, and, and begging on the phone saying can you hear me beg <laughs> to, to, to get the team together but um yeah there was always a real belief that if it's possible that i i would be able to do it and i i knew it was possible because i could see that there were businesses that already existed um and i think if you're going to take that step and if you're going to do something you need that internal belief you, you mm -hmm. otherwise it's probably not worth it that's probably a warning sign right mm -hmm. um i've certainly been there before where i've had ideas and i haven't been compelled enough to do them i felt like this was the right one i'm i'm, I'm keen to understand like what were your priorities so when you land you're the ceo of a company of one um <laughs> you know off you go running you can be everywhere you could choose every moment of the day you're making a choice what do i do next where do i put my focus where do i put my attention you can't be everywhere all the time. So wh where did you prioritize? Where was your main focus or where were your main focuses when you started off? Well, I thought the first thing we needed to build, which is very cliche of sort of 2020, 2022, the past couple of years, um, is a brand and a community. Mm. Um, it's so real. It's so important. If you're a small company with one or a few voices, you can still build a brand that goes beyond those few voices. Mm. Um, and, and, and that in itself allows you to build off it, right? Mm. You, you can reduce your cost of sale. If you're operating on a two-sided marketplace like us, your cost of acquisition as well. So yeah. um, building the brand was really important. It's something we started off doing for free. Um, so now we invest in it. We invest a couple of thousand dollars a month in, in content writers, in support, in editing. Um, but... For the past sort of that's that's very recent it's only started a week ago so for the mm -hmm. past five months we've been writing ourselves spending um two hours a week writing content each and then also mm -hmm. writing content for other people on the team who we think oh well this is more suited to your audience your brand and we have this culture of um we've actually called a phrase called itsy which is itc is that content so the idea is in a probation review um in uh when someone calls up sick there's any opportunity right to create it into relatable empathetic mm -hmm. for our audience people can can see that content and go yeah i can relate to that that's happened to me a dozen times and that's the idea it shouldn't be um this kind of bravado led content of look at how great we are it should be really authentic really relatable but also learnings um wins losses yeah everything right What's been the what's been the impact of that? So I get it, and I think what I really like about that, I often get asked, you know, how do you think of what to post when you come up with content? Actually, it's the stuff that happens in your day to day. It's the you know, yes. it's the things that happen in your diaries, the conversations you have, and it's just remembering to translate that into saying something publicly. So I love that that advice and that feedback. But what has it done for you? So so why did you focus there, and what's been the impact? So. The impact has been huge, but just drawing on something you said, it's hard to write content, right? You're, you're like, well, 
I, I get things throughout the day, but I don't always remember them when it's time to put pen to mm -hmm. paper. So the tip that we have internally is we have a WhatsApp chat that everyone's in and everyone puts voice notes into. Nice. So two in, two in the morning when I go to the bathroom and I suddenly have a you know eureka moment, I'm sharing voice notes in that chat. And so is the rest of the team. That's the culture we've created. So right. that really enables you to make content consistently and, and kind of create a culture of it. Yeah. Um, that's really important. Now, as for the effects of it, well, most of our business comes via inbound. Um, and, and, and that is the majority of which is enterprise business. It's, yeah. it's well-known names. It's Laceworks, it's Salesloft. Um, so I, I would say the effect of being able to go into meetings as well, even ones that we've gone and outbounded, the majority of which already know who we are because they're on LinkedIn, because they live on LinkedIn and they've mm -hmm. seen our content from one or two places. Um, so that social proof of, um, I'm not sure if it's social proof, but um, yeah, social proof of, yeah. of people knowing you who know them, it, it makes a huge difference. It's kind yeah. of like we're already validated when we're yeah. not really. Yeah. yeah. I'm keen to dig into to to I guess the, the the people you've chosen to surround yourself with because one of the things I consistently hear when you're building a team whether that be you're employed to you know to run a new region for another for a bigger organization or whether you're starting your own organization your first five ten people you surround yourself with are really critical they make or break you early what's been your philosophy with that what have you looked for in people what have been the common threads and traits that you think you need in your team well i think you need a real self-awareness of where your skills are where your gaps are you know where where you need to kind of recruit to to, to fulfill those gaps um it, you've got to be really really honest about that so as a founder, I'm probably good at really good at three things. And there's probably a hundred plus other things easily, right? In the business that other people need to be really good at for us to be a successful global yeah. business one day. Um so I, I've always looked to go, well, what am I what 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 are the areas we need in this business that we don't currently have or fulfill as a team and how mm -hmm. can we look for them? So the first one was a good co-founder, right? Um I, I've been in a business with a terrible co-founder and i'd really seen how that works the opposite way mm -hmm. um i was like well, definitely don't want to go back to that um so in, in in working with omar omar's someone we're very different people like we we lived in a an apartment together for three months in bootstrapping mm -hmm. initially and we probably have three arguments a day but that wouldn't stop us from, you know it wouldn't stop us from moving forward mm -hmm. um that just shows how we are completely different but it's it's necessary because um i'm very much in the future um i don't necessarily uh or, or, or like if you were to leave me with the financial budget i would spend it all and we wouldn't have any you know any buffer for next month in case revenue doesn't come in for yeah example. um whereas omar's very tight on no you have this much to spend this month and we can't go over it it doesn't matter if you can get this amazing thing if we don't have a business and and the way I describe it is I keep us moving forward, but he keeps us running, right? Yeah. Like either one of us, it, it doesn't really work. Um, and then if you look at the rest of the business, we've got Annika, who's fantastic at writing content and really enables that culture. Um, and she was our first hire, right? Because mm -hmm. we needed someone who was going to encourage the execution, right? I can have all mm -hmm. the wild ideas and the thoughts and they're nice, but it needs to actually happen. Yeah. Um, so to own that piece and and, and takes a, a weekly meeting with the whole team reporting on what's going on and enabling 
um, how we manage our brand. She also does an onboarding meeting um, with every new member of staff to create a personal brand board, to get them involved, um, to, to, to really kick them off. Um, and then if you look at Liam and Jordan, um, Liam is an SDR who is very traditional, mm. outbounds, cold calls, video prospects, and it just brings in a lot of great leads. And we know at the end of the month when we've got to place X amount of candidates, whether it's come inbound or not, Liam's there to pick up the phone and make it happen. He owns that. Yeah. And, 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 and Jordan, again, on recruitment, same story. We set him a target of 15 SDRs to recruit this month. Um, he's going to do at least 25, but he's likely to do 30. So in, in hiring a really strong team, the foundations are set to kind of scale e e each division, mm. if, if, if that's the word, yeah. um, has a natural leader in it, or at least someone who can teach another person how to fish mm. at, at very minimum, which is, I think, very important to kind of look at it as it scales. I love that analogy. Well, what, as you look over the last six months of trading and starting to grow the business and, you know, there's, there's some big challenges in there around winning your first clients and you know, growing the brand, hiring the right people, uh, you know, getting revenue in. All of these things are challenges. What, what, if you had to pick one, what's been the single biggest challenge for you as a founder? Um, I think the biggest challenge has just been consistent with the ideas we've had and executing yes. everything. Um, at this stage, we're still very early, so we haven't had huge challenges. We've had a, a wicked time. We've had a lot of fun, to be honest. Mm. But um, we're constantly coming up with new, new things we could do, and, it, and it's a case of making sure that we're executing what, what we've set out to do first. Yeah. And... Yeah, and, and, and just tracking everything as well, being smarter with data. Um, I, I feel like we're now going through a process of, as we hire, actually creating processes, actually working with data, actually being smarter about mm -hmm. how we do it. Because at first it was, we were very fortunate to get PMF. On, on Whether you talk about on a large scale, obviously not, but on a, on a micro scale, we certainly achieved PMF very early on. So mm -hmm. um I think, yeah, that 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 was that was very fortunate. Yeah, it's interesting. But that's when you know you've got a good idea, right? When the product or the offering yeah. is is right, and you know there are some people that get that right, and some people think they're getting it right and don't for whatever reason. Then they have to adjust and tweak, and sometimes it's it's okay. And that's when you've got to run a lot lot harder. It certainly yeah. feels like you're in the right place at the right time. And kudos to you for 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 doing that because that takes. Some, some foresight and some skill. Maybe that's you looking forwards, as you said before. You know, the analogy of, I used to call my business partner my broom because I used to make a mess and he'd sweep it up after me. And it feels a bit the same there that you're doing that creative, let's move us forward, coming up with ideas. And probably for every one great idea, there's another idea that's not so great. And you've got that stability, that rock underneath that just holds everything together. That dynamic is so critical because you end up with two people too similar and you're in a bubble, right? It's very hard to innovate, very hard to move forward. But it sounds like you've created a really good way of working and mechanisms of driving the business forwards. I, I think I think we have. And the other side to it is as well, we're very fortunate in terms of the advisors we have. So we've got great advice right from the start. Yes. Um, so our first three advisors um, were Alistair Henderson, John Isler, and Brian Alsalsa. And Alistair Henderson was the first enterprise sales leader I ever met hired me into my first SDR role was the enterprise sales director optimizely um, and then went to Airbnb as their B head of B2B yeah. sales. Um, 
so he's uh, i mean this this guy charges um three and a half thousand dollars for four hours a month for one mm. hour a week um and and we get probably a day or two at least in the early days we got a day or two off him me and omar a week for, mm. for no money right just because he had some equity in the business and one he wanted to do the right thing for example his equity stake um he actually reduced it by 70 percent because he just said it's the right thing to do um, he said you're giving me way too much in this business so um that, that that's the kind of person alistair is and the same for john and brian they were around from the start received no compensation um but put their brands behind mm. us put their network behind us and really gave us that validation um in the market that has allowed us to be it's a lot of trust that we've built off um so we mm. couldn't have about that to be honest yeah love it and, and let's look forward obviously it's something you're good at what what do you see as being your biggest challenges over the next six to 12 months and where you know where where do you see things getting thrown at you that you're planning yeah. to have to change and pivot with so i think the biggest challenge we're going to face over the next six to 12 months is hiring the right people and onboarding <laughs> them in the right way fast enough um I don't see huge challenges with finding customers, with finding candidates. I just think it's going to be finding the right people and making sure they are comfortable and happy with our business and that we have the right support around them. Um, because even in the early days, that is tricky. Um, and you have to find people who are willing to um, be completely you know, self-starters for, 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 to, to a degree, but also you, you do want to be there to support them, to give them the environment they need yeah. to succeed. But um i'd like to do more of that and i feel like that's much more necessary um mm -hmm. next month we're going into america so literally a week or so just over a week or so um and that's already going very well in, in terms of initially finding our first customers our first candidates and putting together the training program that hasn't yeah. been too tricky um i mean a lot of people have sort of asked me don't you think you're buying off too much going to america um remotely when you when you're not there physically well the truth is i've been in colombia since july um, and we launched in the uk in september so we've never really been anywhere physically it's a remote world it's not that necessary to be there i'm sort of on the time zone in a way um so i i don't really think there'll be any massive concerns over them finding the right people um we also have a new product that's very exciting that um allows us to build 50 percent of our revenue up front um, and that's massive in terms of being able to scale faster than we could before, yeah. because now we're not waiting two to three months to see yeah. um, cash flow. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that's 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 something that's comes from the learning. So you don't necessarily see that up front and you go, oh, we've got a problem. Cash flow is going to be hard because the more you scale, the later you get paid, the harder it gets. And you're, you're reacting to it, which is fantastic. So it's great to see. I, I absolutely resonate with that. I mean, I. I posed the question on the people around you so far, but I don't think that 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 the importance of that ever goes away. You know, it is always no. a critical part of growing a, growing a business, and if anything, it becomes more and more critical as time goes on. So, Neil, thank you so much. Really interesting, just gleaming some of your experience over the last six, twelve months. What's what's been going well, and it sounds like a lot has been going well, and some of the challenges ahead. I'm keen to just give you the opportunity to, to to help us with two things. One, who should we talking to train you? Who can you help? And two, who sh how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so anyone who's looking to hire SDRs who maybe has a problem with hiring um, SDRs from diverse backgrounds should definitely speak to us. That's where we're um, 
well, I'd say we're the leaders in the market at that. Um, You can contact me on LinkedIn, through the website, um, any of the team, we're all very responsive socially. Um, And I'd absolutely love to help if you're either looking to break into the space or looking to hire people breaking into the space. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. Look, I'll be watching your journey with Hawkeyes. I think it's great to see. Um, really keep paying attention to the moves you're making. It's it's genuinely making a difference to the industry. And I think it, you'll hear me say this a lot, um, no doubt. You know, I'm a big fan of anybody who's elevating the sales industry. It needs it. And we're all trying to pull it up in the right direction. I think by giving people from the backgrounds that you're giving people the opportunity from, um, the opportunity to get in and get get involved and, and go and earn a, a really good living in a great industry is 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 very very valuable work and uh, I admire you for it. So, Sunil, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, there you go. Another episode of On Air. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. I hope you learned something. I always learn something from these discussions. Please like, follow, share, subscribe, so that you can listen to the future interviews that I do with other sales leaders, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and marketing leaders from around the world.